The Denver Broncos 2024 offseason is now. We know where they're going to pick in the NFL draft. We know some of the storylines facing them here in 2024. Plus, we know who their opponents are. We'll break all that action down here on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The offseason is officially here for the Denver Broncos, but if you're a Broncos fan tuning into this brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, you know that for the true fan, there is never an offseason. Welcome into a brand new episode of the show. You can get Lockdown Broncos for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate you so much, Broncos country, for making us your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantly orange. Com. Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code all lowercase lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. There, one thing we do know here is the offseason approaches us here today. There's a lot at stake here. There's a lot of unknowns about the future of the Broncos, what's coming for them. But there are some things about the future that we know, and we know exactly where the Broncos will be picking in the 2024 NFL draft. Yes, at least in the first round, right? I mean, we know 12th overall, and there's a lot of question marks after that because the Broncos, I feel like, Cody, have made about a million trades over the last couple of years to kind of make that rest of their draft capital a bit convoluted. But 12th overall in the first round after losing to the Las Vegas Raiders. And I guess they they had to kind of go down the list of like tiebreakers between them and the Raiders, right? Obviously, they had the same record. And even though the Raiders had two wins against the Broncos this year, it doesn't, the draft order isn't like the playoffs. It doesn't go by head to head. So they had to go down the list of strength of schedule, which the Broncos and the Raiders had the exact same strength of schedule, just so happens. And then you go down to the next, which I believe was division or conference record and ultimately the Broncos won out which thank thank goodness I mean could you imagine if you lose twice to the Raiders and they still pick higher than you in the draft that would just be a sad situation but the Broncos getting the 12th overall pick Cody going to be very interesting they've had the 12th overall pick a couple of times that I can remember I think it was 2008 2009 you had both Ryan Clady and Noshan Moreno at 12 overall so I don't know that they've had it since then, but it's really, I mean, it's a good spot to be in in the NFL draft. Not the best, but it's a good spot. You're within striking distance if you do want to move up or it's a pretty valuable spot if you end up wanting to move down, see who falls right outside the top 10. And we've seen in recent years, man, some really good players fall out of the top 10 every single year because teams do weird stuff in the NFL draft. No, they certainly do. And I think we got to look at, you know, okay, what are the teams ahead of them, right? And we can look at some of their situations too. I think everyone's going to agree that Denver is probably their biggest need that they need to address for the future. And I think the number one thing that Broncos fans want in the NFL draft is a quarterback, right? So let's operate on that thinking here. We'll look at the teams ahead of them. Minnesota Vikings, more than likely going to be in the market for a brand new quarterback. Will they do that in free agency? Will they do that in the draft? Either option is possible. The New York Jets, they're rolling with Aaron Rodgers. Apparently, as uh, you know, I saw Mike Tanier. He said something that gaslighting needs to be changed to Aaron Rodgersing going forward. Interesting note there. I don't think they're going to be in the market for a quarterback, so you can mark that off. Chicago is going to pick number nine overall. They're also going to have the first overall pick because of the Carolina Panthers. They can thank them for that. 
A lot of questions about the uncertainty of Justin Fields in Chicago. A lot of the Bears fans, though, rooting and pulling and wanting Justin Fields back. He's made some good progress this season. So we'll see what direction they decide to go with there if they stand pat. Um, obviously, more than likely, could they be in line for a new head coach? Possibility. Atlanta Falcons, more than likely going to be in the market for a new quarterback. But this is one of the destinations that we could see former Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson end up there. So does Atlanta look to go the veteran route with the young guys that they have with Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson? Or do they maybe find a young guy themselves with a brand new head coach? Very interesting there. Tennessee, more than likely. I mean, unless they feel really good about Will Levis, which I'm not sure is that that's the direction you want to go in the future. Tennessee could be in the market for a quarterback, but they could be rebuilding as well as Derrick Henry could be very well on his way out of Tennessee. Could they change head coaches? Possibly the New York Giants definitely going to be in the market for a quarterback. They're picking six overall. Um, do they go the veteran route in free agency or do they go the draft route? The Chargers. Well, luckily, they just signed Justin Herbert to a long term deal. You're all good there. The Arizona Cardinals appear to be sticking with Kyler Murray which I think is a promising sign for Denver. New England, more than likely, could be a new head coach on the horizon and also a brand-new quarterback, more than likely going to be in the mix for the Patriots. Uh, the Washington Commanders, probably, you know, brand-new head coaches. We know Ron Rivera got fired and more than likely going to be in the market for a brand-new quarterback as well. And then, as we mentioned, Chicago, number one overall. I mean, Sarah, your thoughts on this? Because there's a, a conversation around Denver's going to have to trade up. Folks, we don't know that yet. That's a... I think a little bit of a perception issue here. We don't even know what Denver's first move is going to be here the offseason because they're going to have to navigate so many different realms of this upcoming Russell Wilson contract. I'm eager for your thoughts here on maybe the, the teams and the outlook a little bit ahead of the Broncos here, Sarah. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun offseason with a lot of quarterbacks changing hands. I feel like a lot of change at the yeah. quarterback position around the league. So the Broncos certainly aren't alone. But I mean, you look at those get those teams ahead of them in the NFL draft. It does make you wonder where where could they kind of slot in? Because you mentioned a lot of teams are going to be looking for a quarterback. So does that create a sort of bidding war then if you are one of those teams looking to trade up? And if there's a bidding war, how much can you even afford to overpay? So it's just it's such a layered discussion that, man, we're going to have so much fun this offseason kind of breaking down all the twists and turns as they come about. The only thing we really know about what Sean Payton thinks of any of these quarterbacks at this point is what he has said in the past about, you know, a year ago or over a year ago about Caleb Williams, where he said, you know, he feels like he's a generational type of talent. He felt like a player like Caleb Williams could make the force the NFL to go to like a lottery style NFL draft system. And I think that those comments, although they're old, they kind of make you wonder, like, is that the only guy that he would really trade up for and trade the house for? You know, I mean, is is that even a possibility? I mean, are the Bears looking to move off the number one pick if they trade Justin Fields? Like, is Denver a possibility there? I mean, there's I mean, there, there's certain levels of realism to each of these different discussions. But, hey, it's the offseason everything's on the yes. table Cody and of course you and I are are hearing that from all angles we're we're getting everybody's comments from hey I should be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos to you know Kirk Cousins Justin Fields Caleb Williams Drake May Jaden Daniels I mean Jimmy Garoppolo I mean all these names are getting thrown out there because it is an absolute frenzy when your team is in need of a quarterback but you're right the first domino to fall is going to be what happens with Russell Wilson. And I think that domino could fall relatively soon. Broncos country, one thing I ask and I beg of you, please don't blow your wad in the first 40-yard dash. It's a marathon, not a sprint in terms of the conversation in which of quarterbacks because 
there's so many different domino effects that have to fall, not only with the Broncos, with some of their personnel, but with other teams around the league. Don't drive yourself crazy all offseason long. You know, pace yourself there. We're going to have some fun along the way as we get there here on Lockdown Broncos. Well, we do know that the Broncos will be picking 12th overall in the 2024 NFL draft. And we're going to find a little more clarity along the way as the offseason starts to make some moves and we figure out what other teams are doing. Does that impact maybe how Dever might think about the NFL draft? We're going to have all these conversations in future episodes here of Lockdown Broncos. We also know another thing. The Broncos list of 2024 opponents home and away is officially set. We know who Denver's playing. We're going to look at some of the key storylines as well here. Today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. Today's episode of Locked on Broncos is brought to you by our friends over there at FanDuel Sportsbook. And FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there is still time to get on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook with NFL wildcard weekend here. They have everything that you need to know from the lines, the spreads, the player props on all of the wildcard weekend games beginning on Saturday. Then you have Sunday games and you have a Monday wildcard game. It is a frenzy here and FanDuel Sportsbook is the best place to get in on the action, especially right now, because right now, new customers, they get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Let me simplify for you. You sign up with FanDuel as a brand new customer and you place a $5 bet, you are going to get $150 in bonus bets back, whether your bet wins or whether it loses. So get in on the action and get in on all the wild card stuff that you need for the NFL playoffs. Their app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways that you could bet, like live same game parlays as all the wild card action weekend games are ongoing. You can bet the action live. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, and you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It is the best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. We may not know who the Denver Broncos quarterback is going to be for 2024, but we know who will be on the schedule. Not quite sure yet when the Broncos will play each of these teams, but all 17 opponents for the 2024 season have been determined as of the end of the 2023 regular season. We're going to break down who play the Broncos play at home, who they play on the road this coming season. But want to say thank you to every single one of you that makes Locked On Broncos your first listen of the day every single day, wherever and however you listen to podcasts, as well as those of you that watch the show on YouTube and engage in the comments section. We greatly appreciate every single one of you for tuning in here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Cody, as I give a quick scan over the Broncos opponents for 2024, I see only five playoff teams on the list, including the Kansas City Chiefs, which certainly plays into the Denver Broncos' favor, officially the third-place schedule. And the Broncos have an extra game on the road this season as opposed to the extra game at home that they had here in 2023. Let's break this down. Hit us with the the home-and-away opponents for the Denver Broncos this season and, and maybe your thoughts initially after seeing that list. Well, first and foremost, folks, the 2024 season, when you look at the list of opponents, there's a lot of opportunities for storylines, drama, and reunions. Everything coming full circle here for the Broncos and head coach Sean Payton. The Broncos at home. This is the list of opponents that they will face and host at home. Obviously, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. But they're going to host 
the AFC North here as well. They're going to have the Cleveland Browns coming to town, the Pittsburgh Steelers coming to town, two playoff teams, the Atlanta Falcons who are going to have a brand new head coach and potentially Russell Wilson. Uh, Carolina Panthers are coming to town as they're going through some dysfunction. Will the Giro Evro be back and coming back to take on and obviously call a defense against his former team that he coached for a couple of years prior? And then the Indianapolis Colts who just barely missed out on the playoffs after losing to the Houston Texans this past week and also keep an eye potentially on Russell Wilson to the Raiders, Russell Wilson potentially to the Pittsburgh Steelers, as well as the Atlanta Falcons, the three teams that we had talked about there. But then their road te- road team, Sarah, it's going to be a little bit of a tough road sledding here for the Broncos. And there's going to be some different circumstances as well. Obviously, the Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, but Denver's going to be on the road against Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens, who are right now considered the favorite for the Super Bowl. We'll see how that pans out. Joe Burrow will be back next season for the Cincinnati Bengals after suffering a season-ending injury. Denver's going to have to go on the road to Cincy. Denver's going to go on the road at Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield potentially going to be their quarterback there. The last time the Broncos played at Tampa Bay, there was a weather delay, and the Broncos, I keep to leave pick sixth. Jameis Winston in that game, a long time ago. It's been a while since the Broncos have been there. And then the game that probably everyone's going to be circling on their calendar, especially Sean Payton, the Broncos will travel on the road to take on the New Orleans Saints next season. They'll take on the Seattle Seahawks back in Seattle once again. And then a bad blood matchup against Robert Sala, potentially if he's still back, and the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be a road game as well. So nine road games, eight away games. Overall, like you look at the opponents here, Sarah, it's still tough, I think, opponent sledding here for the Broncos in 2024. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we talked about there's there's only five playoff teams from this season, but year over year in the NFL, it's just so hard to know who's going to be a playoff team and who's really not, right? I mean, you you typically look at road matchups like the Baltimore game. That's always tough to go to Baltimore. It's always tough to go to Seattle, always tough to go to New Orleans. I mean, and, and how many of those road games, Cody, you play the AFC North and you play the NFC South, Looks like a lot of these road games, including the Jets game. I mean, how many opportunities do the Broncos have there to play in that 11 a.m., the dreaded 11 a.m. mountain time window? I mean, all of those road games look like they could potentially, except for the Seahawks game, they all look like they could potentially be in that five time slot. So five of them. Yeah, I mean, you you really hate to see that, folks. I mean, you just do. It's it's one of the worst. But, I mean, the, the Broncos, you know, they – they're going to be better, hopefully, as of next year. But all of these teams, like, yeah, the Jets didn't make the playoffs in 2023, but how different are they going to look if Rodgers is healthy, right? Or, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, they missed the playoffs. But, I mean, Joe Burrow, he's probably going to be back and probably playing well. So there's just a lot of different factors here. The Indianapolis Colts at home, uh, you know, they played well even without him. But Anthony Richardson being back, he looked really good early in this season as a rookie. So, it's so different when you look year to year. You can't say, well, the Broncos only play five playoff teams in 2024. Obviously, that's that's a path. They have a really favorable home schedule, I would say, but they're going to have to get the job done on the road against these teams, and they're going to have to be vastly improved to do it. The pressure is on to have a good offseason. Well, if we're basing it off of this year as well, you look at defenses, tough defenses. The Raiders got a tough defense. The Chiefs have a tough defense. Uh, you know, As always, the Chargers... Had one at the beginning of the season, and a bunch of guys got hurt. But the Browns, tough defense. Steelers, tough defense. Falcons, semi-decent defense. The Panthers, despite how bad they were, had a pretty tough defense under Giro Evro, and they were missing a lot of their key players. Colts have a tough defense. You look at the Seahawks there to kind of bend and break. Jets obviously have a tough defense. Saints have a tough defense. The Bucks, 
tough defense as well. The Ravens and the Bengals, tough defenses. So it's going to be like the Broncos offense here, just the one thing we need to talk about. And there's something everybody already knows, but the Broncos offense is going to have to be 100 times better than they were this year. They're going to have to have balance. They're going to have to be able to run the football. They're going to have to have something of, of you know, playmaking ability at the skill player positions because that's a tough schedule. That's a tough thing to base it off of, really, just looking at who Denver is facing next season. If you look at the trend from this year defensively, it's like, hey, these are definitely some problematic areas that could creep up to hurt the Broncos. And you mentioned all those away games there. Denver's going to have to find a way offensively to play better on the road, especially even playing better at home, bar none here. I just think it is kind of cool, though. You know, what games are going to be what we call, you know, primetime games. How many primetime games are the Broncos going to have? And look, I think regardless of how Denver was, like they finished eight and nine this season, they're still very interesting, right? Next season is going to be interesting. I think that New Orleans Saints game, I have a feeling like that one could be a Sunday night game, potentially, Sarah. For, you know, if we had to do like an early prediction as well, I'd say outside of maybe one or two AFC West games, I'd say that the Saints game could be a primetime game. I think when you look at it as well, could the, New York Jets won't be a primetime game considering that Rodgers is going to be the quarterback now and what's Denver's quarterback situation going to look like. I think things are very interesting. And if, if in fact, Russell Wilson ends up on the Steelers, the Falcons, the Raiders, or any one of these other teams, that will more than likely be a primetime game as well because you know what? The NFL, they love storylines. They love drama. And when I look at this list of opponents, like I said in the beginning, it's full circle drama and storyline possibility here for the Broncos, like the, the gossipers are going to eat that stuff up. And I think the fans are going to be very wild about it as well. So Broncos country, we're eager for your thoughts as well here on the Broncos 2024 list of opponents. When you look at the home opponents, you look at the away opponents. When you look at the schedule for Denver, how does it make you feel about them going to the next season? Are you confident? Are you a little more skeptical, especially considering we don't have answers to what Denver's quarterback situation is going to look like? A lot of these things here, let us know in the YouTube comments. Or if you're listening, wherever you get your podcast, you can interact with us on social media at Cody Work NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked on Broncos. One thing we are going to dive deep into as well, as it is really the official start of the offseason for the Broncos. Broncos country, let's talk about what we should focus on here for the offseason without getting too far ahead of ourselves, without getting into crazy theories that we're already seeing. We're going to tell you about that coming up here in just a moment on Locked on Broncos. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our friends over there at Price Picks. And Price Picks is daily fantasy sports done the right way. It's Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Now, Price Picks is the most fun that I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, you pick more or less than on their projected stats, and then you place your entry. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. It was a league that was created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. Well, with the Chiefs in the playoffs, you're going to see that action there. LeBron James still playing, even though his hairline's receding. You can get in on the action at prize picks as well. And if you want to play alongside some of prize picks, Favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries for some of the biggest names in the Price Picks community each and every week. So make sure you get in on the action. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100 today. 
As we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, we'll talk about some of the offseason conversations we're already seeing and why it's important at Broncos country. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. Real quick, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in, making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Once again, you can get this podcast for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate you so much for rocking with us, making this part of your day every single day. A special shout out to all the everydayers out there in Broncos country. Sarah, once the offseason begins, we know that, hey, we are going to get it in our comments. We're going to get it on social media. We're going to see some really crazy theories and suggestions thrown out there. And I think we, Broncos country has got to take a, a moment to breathe a little bit, right? Because we're seeing a lot of narratives out there. And look, we talked about it earlier on the show. Okay, hey, we know that the Broncos are now set to pick 12th overall. I think one of the things I'm seeing a lot of, Sarah, that I just want to say, like, fans, like, take a breather on it, take a pause on it, is that, there's speculation that Denver needs to trade up this year in order to get a quarterback. That's not necessarily the case. We don't know that just yet. That's one of the crazy theories that I'm seeing. Sarah, your thoughts on that and you know some of the theories that you've seen so far on social media that we just say, hey, hit the timeout button on that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we need to know what the Broncos' plan is. I mean, we haven't seen free agency unfold. We haven't heard anything about what Sean Payton is looking for or where they feel about Jarrett Stidham, you know, the guys that they're scouting. I mean, we haven't seen the pro day circuit or anything like that, private visits, private workouts, things like that. And Sean Payton, historically, yeah, I know he keeps a pretty closed closed book on what he really likes to do but there's been rumors out there in the past about what he thinks of guys like mac jones patrick mahomes things like that so who's to say you know uh, sam darnold baker mayfield or others so who's to say we won't get some rumors about that this year or even direct quotes from peyton himself on what he thinks of these guys i think you know you see a lot of crazy stuff like signing kirk cousins and free agency i mean I guess nothing's impossible, right? But at the same time, that seems very unlikely, if not bordering on impossible. I, I see a lot of theories out there, Cody, about as you talk about trading up in the draft, you know, this idea of trading Pat Sertan for a top five pick potentially. I mean, unless we're talking about the Broncos getting the number one pick, like you, you can't trade a guy like Pat Sertan, right? You can't trade somebody like that who's a cornerstone piece of your franchise unless you're certain that you're getting the quarterback that you want. Like just to trade up and say, hey, let's get to pick number four and give Pat Sertan up to do it. You can't do that. You know, you can't you can't just do that and play that gamble. You would have to, it'd have to be like a situation like last year, right? Where the Bears gave the Panthers number one and they got DJ Moore in return and things like that. But like you mentioned earlier, I mean, there's really a lot of give and take. Actually, we talked about this off the air where, you know, you have the the desire to get a quarterback so badly you give up Pat Sertan to do it. Then all of a sudden you're complaining all season about how bad the Broncos coverage is. So it's look what it's we just saw things. on Sunday opposite of Sertan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, and that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I think you have to be in a situation to where, man, you got to pull all the right strings. If you make a deal like that. Well, I mean, look at Carolina, for example. They made all that right. They got they got rid of a key player. They acquired that pick, and all of a sudden, now there was speculation throughout the season that, oh, maybe they didn't actually want Bryce Young. Maybe Bryce Young wasn't their guy, but they selected him first overall. And now, hey, you got a young guy in Bryce Young, and now they don't have really any capital this year to surround Bryce Young with talent necessary, right? And you got to do it the right way, or else you're going to be in a bad position going forward. And I think the thing with draft talk and draft picks is, People always believe, okay, hey, first-round picks are always going to be guaranteed players, right? Guaranteed producers. I mean, we've seen historically, even here in Denver, that's not necessarily the case. 
and I and I want to preface this by saying I look at where Denver's at, and I'm going to beat this drum until the drum can't be even heard anymore here, Sarah. But the reality is the environment in which any player that goes in the first round, right? There's no guarantee that this player is going to be successful or is going to be a bust. But the reality is the environment in which a team goes to, I think, is critical. I think it's super, super important. And Denver's environment right now has too many different things that are uncertain, right? So it's like right now as we're sitting here on, what is it, January 8th, talking about the state of the Broncos, they prepare for the offseason. So much is going to happen between now, the start of the new league year in March, free agency when it begins, and the NFL draft all the way in the end of April that we don't know yet if Denver's environment right now, is it a good enough place for a player to come in and have instant success? There's going to be a lot of molding of the clay here in this process as we go about. So I think that's one thing, but yeah, I mean, Sarah, the one thing that gets me just fired up is the whole trade Patrick Sertan talk. Like folks, did we not just see fans frustrated with the cornerback opposite of Patrick Sertan in Sunday's game, giving up explosive plays and not having a corner. People saying, Oh, Denver needs another cornerback. But on top of that as well, the idea Denver's not entertaining it. If they didn't entertain trading him during the NFL trade deadline, when teams were calling and teams were offering extensive packages, they're not going to do it now. Sean Payton wants Patrick Sertan part of it. I can tell you this, Patrick Sertan and Broncos ownership view Sertan as a cornerstone piece of the franchise. Doesn't make a lot of sense here overall. And I think another thing that we've seen as well, Sarah, I'm very curious for your thoughts on this, but I've also seen some fans saying, Hey, the Broncos should trade for Sam Howell. Look, I, I liked what Sam Howell was able to do at times this season, but he got benched in Washington. He's got some good traits to him, but why is Denver needing to trade for another quarterback in this situation? I don't know, Cody. I mean, I just don't know about that. I mean, things can change over time, but I know George Payton spent a ton of time, boots on the ground. The Broncos sent a lot of folks out to the North Carolina campus between 2021, 2022. I mean, we drafted Javante Williams, right? Obviously, and George Payton went and saw Malik Willis versus Sam Howell live i'm pretty sure or it was one of those one of those guys matt corral malik willis sam he's seen sam howell in person on a variety of occasions is what i'm saying and how long did sam howell last in that particular nfl draft class i mean again things could change but george payton has passed on him after seeing him extensively in person which he likes to do so I just don't think that's going to be the case, folks. And and Sam Howell wasn't good enough in 2023 to say, hey, let's let's uh, move on from Russell Wilson and go to Sam Howell. I mean, just imagine you got to get to remember what Sean Payton and George Payton sell to Broncos fans this offseason is going to be very important, especially if you move off Russ. You say we gave up, you know, X, Y and Z to get Russell Wilson. We paid him an exorbitant amount of money. And now this is what we're moving to, right? I mean, exhibit A and whatever you whatever you unveil, whatever you lift off that, you know, that display is going to be scrutinized heavily by Broncos country. It has to be the right move. Doesn't necessarily have to be a unanimously liked move, but it's going to have to be better than I think uh, maybe trading for Sam Howell. With that said, Broncos country, the mantra for us here this offseason, outside of, you know, for the true fan, there's never an offseason. It's going to be, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Pace yourself with us every step of the ways. We'll bring you throughout the entire offseason, lead you up through the NFL draft, OTAs, where I'll be watching OTAs, rookie minicamp. There'll be a month off period in June before players report to training camp. Training camp's going to be here, and bam! 
we're back into it. So there's a lot to look forward to this offseason. We know a lot of twists, a lot of turns, and a lot of ups and downs. And we'll break down, and you can share your thoughts every step of the way here on Locked on Broncos. With that said, Broncos country, that'll wrap up today's episode of the show. One thing we'll dive into on tomorrow's episode of the show, we'll give you a little bit of a preview. The Broncos have already began to sign several players to futures contracts. Does that give any inclination about their thought process from the front office and maybe how they might prepare for the offseason? We'll dive deep into that on tomorrow's episode, Locked on Broncos.